Hey there! Welcome to Before the Green and After the Checkers, a NASCAR fan podcast, and we are your hosts. I am Evan Locke. I'm Don Johnston. And I'm Mary Lee Locke. NASCAR. We watch it, we talk about it, and now we're sharing it with you. Every week we'll talk Before the Green, predictions for the upcoming race, we'll talk After the Checkers, a recap of what happened last week, and we'll throw in a little of the in-between too. But we can't promise it'll always be in that order. We also have Corey's question of the week, and let's face it, lots of questionable banter between ourselves. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoy our content and share it with a friend. Without further delay, let's go. It's the original three tonight, yo. No offense to Corey. You mean it's the original two and you? <laughs> <laughs> Please. Although not on the podcast, I have been part of this since the inception. Hello, Logo. Uh, yeah. Sure. Fair enough. Um, can't and she made us look good. <laughs> the best you've ever looked, really. You mean she copied <laughs> us well enough that we maintained how good we look? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is this is au naturel, brother. Yeah. You got my broad shoulders and hard pecs for sure. Perfectly. Yeah. yeah, she got my broad neck, my broad shoulders, my broad waist, my broad hips. <laughs> I don't know, Ev. No offense, but those little cars look like you guys had awful narrow hips. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. They look like a pedal car. Oh, my. All you guys would be allowed to race. <laughs> Actually, these hips lie a lot when I'm not like sitting up. That's pretty much what I'm doing lying down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, How was your guys this week? Doing anything fun? Anything cool? Uh, yeah. Uh, I was down to the lake tonight with Sully. Had him in the lake. Took him out for ice cream. Just kind of, yeah. And you can still Fun walk? Day. What's that? You can still walk? I can still walk. Nice. Doing better. Oh, yeah. Look at you. You're learning. You're developing, Donnie. Right. <laughs> what about you, Mayor? Well, um, it's been, I don't know why it seems so hectic right now, but probably September. However, I did take my brother out for his birthday this evening with a friend of ours. So. Oh, that sounds nice. Yeah, so happy birthday, Evan. Yeah, tell your brother I said happy birthday. Oh, yeah, that's I me. Will. I forgot oh. that was me. Evan, Donnie said happy birthday. Oh. Yeah, I feel like a horrible friend. I am a horrible oh. friend. Why? I, I can't guess, believe I you know what's, got that. What's really funny is I assumed, like, you guys, like, because you were on before I joined tonight, like, I never even thought that, like, you hadn't already wished him happy birthday. That's not why I was saying this. So... The, the reality is, I actually, so a lot of people forget about it because I don't have it on Facebook. And let's be honest, that's like where most of us get our reminders and stuff of that stuff. So like, I don't even have it on Facebook. Um, I removed it because, well, what really happened is I had it on there for the longest time. And then one year someone changed it on me until the very next day. 
And so, like, I had all these notifications. So then on top of the notifications, I had to be like, it's not my birthday. Don't wish me. Like, you just this constant nuisance. I said, you know what? And, so, and I couldn't um, I couldn't change it back because you can only change it like once a year or something stupid like that, or at least at that yeah. time. And so I just said, you know what? Let's just remove it. And I've never put it back on and I don't miss it because today, like my mom posted and everyone just commented on hers. So I only got like <laughs> five or six people comment on mine. It's all I ever had to address. It was great. But awesome. yes. Is Marilee, are you December 14th, Marilee? Ah, you're thinking Paul and Kent. I'm the 17th. 17th. Okay. Do you said 16th? Yeah. I like, yeah. I'm disappointed. I, I like, I know birthdays. I completely I just forgot. It's funny. I want to say February twelfth. For me? Yeah. You're no. wrong. Twenty second. <gasps> oh no! Yeah. I knew it was February, but yeah. yeah. For what it's worth, the only one I know out of this group, other than Marilee, who's my sister, uh, is Corey. I do know Corey's birthday. <laughs> I know his too, actually, because yeah. I always go over to PEI in January, and if you've ever been to PEI in January. You know that unless you have a very specific reason to be there, it sucks so bad in January. Great spot in the well, summer. Uh, but. I don't mean to like be like, hey, this party's over. But honestly, I've been talking a lot about birthdays and I thought we were here to talk about NASCAR. Uh, we are. But we wanted to give you a topic you knew something about first. Oh, and I even was wrong on Donnie's birthday. <laughs> True enough. But at least you remembered mine. Well, yeah, the day of my life was ruined. It's pretty easy to remember. Easy. Easy. <laughs> Just kidding. So glad they blessed me with you. Anyway, let's head into After the Checkers. So also on a big surprise this week, I watched most of this race. I may have fallen asleep at the end. But let's take a look back at Darlington. So, you ready, boys? Yes. Let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> anyway, I'm in a mood. Kyle Larson holds off the field after a caution with only 31 laps to go, earning his first ever Darlington victory and punching his ticket into round two. Was this a good race? And is Kyle Larson the guy that you thought was fastest? Uh, Hit it, me was up. Like, it was a decent race. Uh, got wild near the end. As far as Larson being the fastest, I don't think so. But he was the fastest when it mattered. And that's kind of what I took away from it. Yeah, I uh, I don't think it was necessarily um, a particularly exciting race, like Donnie said, for the most part. I think if you don't have the drama that the playoff drivers had throughout the race where they had their mishaps and things like that, uh, I actually think it would probably be a... Um, much lower level of enjoyment for me. Uh, what did kind of stand out um, from from one perspective, I normally I start the races pretty close to on time and, and watch. Uh, this race, I started about two hours late, and it was such a long race, I was actually able to catch up through commercial skipping and stuff like that. Uh, it, was, it was a long race. I forgot how long the Southern 500 is. Right? Like, it's right in the name, but it's still... <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, 500 miles doesn't necessarily mean it's a long race, right? Like, Daytona 500 flies by because they average 190 mile an hour, but... Yeah. Right? Like, it's amazing how much at a slower track like that where, you know, you have one to two seconds of fall off even on a tire run, it's such a long race compared to uh, a, a track where you don't have that 
uh, differential in speed. Yeah. But it was good. It was good. Uh, as for Kyle Larson being the fastest, uh, I don't actually think he was. Um, I think Christopher Bell probably had a faster car than him. Um, <laughs> although he didn't have the faster pit crew for sure. Um, oh, man. What a time for Ty Gibbs to let everybody down. Oh, yeah. Like, best crew in NASCAR, and then they just butcher it for him. Yep. Um, and then uh, I think Reddick too was probably faster, you know. But uh, but I I think Larson was was better, and he got a little track position. And just mistake free, like he had a perfect thirty one laps. Actually, he had a pretty wow. much a perfect race. Yeah. What what a good segue because pretty much everybody else was not mistake free. Hmm. So four different playoff drivers received penalties and six were involved in on-track incidents that brought out caution flags and even more playoff drivers that made costly mistakes, whether hitting the wall or while pitting. So which playoff driver or team made the biggest error? Yeah. Um, for me, I think uh, Ricky Stenhouse probably made the biggest error. They never recovered uh really until the very end they managed to pull it out so he bounced back from it but um in reality what ended up costing someone the most was probably kevin harvick and that pitting under yellow and i know we're going to get to that in a minute uh, but i think that was a big mistake i should have should have continued out pit lane and see where you fell in line and worked back up from there yeah i'm gonna go with denny hamlin i mean the guy had the race one so, I mean, the fact that he didn't win that race based on their mistake, I, I just feel like that's got to be the biggest mess up. And the fact that we don't really know what happened. Like, Denny's yeah. saying it's a loose wheel. The pit crew saying we did nothing wrong. There's no proof. But, I mean, Denny Hamlin, like, you know, you don't have a race car like that and then just fall off, put on tires again, and become fast again. Like, there is obviously something there that he felt. So I'm going to lean on his side and say the wheel was loose and, yeah, cost them a race and cost them a lot of points. And you're right. Usually that 11 team doesn't drop the ball like that until Phoenix, right? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) And potentially cost them the championship. That's also the other reality. Yeah. Yeah. um, That's what it comes down to right now, right? Every little mistake could be the difference between making it to Phoenix or not. (laughs) Every mistake you make. (laughs) Yeah. But if we can't even say phrases that are completely different, (laughs) then we have no chance. We just need to get a thesaurus and use words that don't rhyme with anything. Oh, here comes a friend's reference. No. Uh, thank you, Joey, baby kangaroo. Anyway, on <laughs> lap 311, as Kevin Harvick attempts to pit from second place, Tyler Reddick, who was leading at the time, decides late to slow up aggressively, presumably in an attempt to get to pit road. I saw this. This was actually interesting to me. Ryan Newman doesn't see this in time and ends up spinning on the exit of four in an effort to avoid the 45. Harvick enters a closed pit, but decides to complete his service anyway, receiving a penalty. What do you make of this whole situation, guys? I mean, like, 
it's, it's diabolical, like if it's intentional. Because right. Reddick had no chance whatsoever of making pit road. Like none. And honestly, I'm surprised Newman didn't just drive right through him. Like, props to Newman for blowing up. But I mean, it wasn't any fault on Newman that he spung out and brought out the caution. Like, right. Reddick looked in his mirror, seen everyone going to pit, and then pretty much caused a yellow. But if you don't admit to causing a yellow, they can't punish you. And yeah. Kevin Harvick had a car to win it, and that screwed up his entire day. So I'd like to think it was on purpose and well thought out and just mean, but who knows. That's also, like, I was really, I was asking questions during this because I was shocked that, like, at that point of Kevin Harvick going, how that's considered, like, he gets the penalty when obviously at that point, like, I know you can drive through and like, that's the goal, but like, I feel like there's, yeah, I feel like there's a point where you can say, Oh no, he was intentionally going. He probably shouldn't get a penalty for that. Like at what point that line is because yeah, like Tyler Reddick is past the point that he can go into pit road safely. Right. Kevin Harvick's at the point of return where he can't miss pit road now. Right. We punish the guy who doesn't do something stupid. Yeah, yeah like, with, it just yeah. seems so backward. I totally agree with you. But And whether intentional or not is not the question there. I think yeah. at that point, any accident, like, he's in pit road. He's he's clearly going there. Yeah. So, but, like, after that point, right? So, yeah. I, I saw an interesting take on this from uh, Bob Pockris, who, uh, for those of you that don't know, he works for Fox Sports covering NASCAR uh, pretty much Friend exclusively. Of the show. Friend of the show, yeah, absolutely. Uh, long-time listener, not yet a caller. Um, anyway, and he said, you know, there's been a lot of talk about how, you know, there should be, like, a second line further back where, like, if you're past this line, you can still enter or whatever. But he said it comes down to the fact that at one point or another, you still have a line, and that situation still could arise regardless, right? And right. I think with today's NASCAR, the way it is, I actually think, what what actually agitates me is how quick they threw the yellow in that situation uh, because that was the quickest yellow I've seen all year for no real reason. Um, like, don't yeah. get me wrong. Newman had definitely spun around, but they were so quick on that caution. Uh, and that's really what, what caused the whole situation to be as dramatic as it was. So I, I don't think NASCAR is in a position where they need to be making more um, judgment call type rules. I do think that having this as a hard and fast rule is probably for the best. Otherwise everyone will try and play with it and, and, you know, plead their case. Right. Um, that is, that is the case and, and the situation with the sport as a whole. What saddens me is I don't understand why they pitted, um, and actually service the car, uh, because you know, everyone's going to come in next lap. It's lots of racing left, um, you know, which there was lo- there was lots of situations where there was lots of racing left and people did things they shouldn't have done, uh, which we're going to get to later. Um, you know, th- there was no reason to sacrifice it at that point, and they know that's a fast and, and, and like a, a solid line kind of rule. That's not something that's fast and loose. That is solid. Um, it's, it's not like that's a surprise. So I don't know... 
why they ended up pitting. And I actually think that, you know, Rodney Childers and the team, whoever made that call, whether it was Harvick or Childers or whoever, uh, they're the ones that are really got to take more of the blame here in this situation. As for what Reddick did, uh, it was either diabolical, like you said, or extremely stupid because there was no way in the world he was ever going to make that commitment line. Um, And even if he had, he would have cost himself so much more time with that entry angle and stuff like that. It would have, then he would have been speeding. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like you would have locked up, you would have spun Like, so it would have, it would have accomplished Harvick's goal of, of leapfrogging you even more. I mean, it makes no sense. Um, it wasn't that long ago. I think it had to have been a hundred percent, but it's also an extremely stupid thing to do to put your car at risk to the guy coming behind you, hoping that he is like Ryan Newman and misses you. Cause if not, he also runs into you pretty hard, uh, likely ruining your race. And so it wasn't that many years ago. We seen Quinn Huff do the same thing. Um, <laughs> although Quinn Huff was planning to pit, no, but honestly, I I have a lot more respect for Tyler Reddick than I do Quinn Huff, but this was just as stupid. So. You can't pit from the outside line. It's never been a thing. And NASCAR is not a type of sport where you can act reactionary and get away with it because the reality is these cars are moving way too fast. Everything has to be a plan. I mean, there's times where you have to make moves to avoid, but but this was stupid at yes. best. Have they, have they listened to like his contact with like crew chiefs and stuff like before this like was anybody asking him to think about it or i haven't seen anyone post anything so i have to assume there was nothing suspicious but even if they were like pit no don't don't like you can't really get mad at the like no water can make a questionable call and then be like no no like you think you're clear and you're not but even as a driver you would have to go pit i can't pit right now are you yeah. crazy? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Um, and, and I don't think he really had enough time to purposely do that. I mean, that's from, the thing. Like when you're, that's what's hard is like, you want to be like, that was diabolical as well thought out. Cause no one in their right mind would try and make pit road. But like y- you have split seconds to make decisions. Right. Like you can't think that out. I actually, yeah, it's not like, I actually think it was stupid um, more than more than diabolical. I think what happened is he heard Harvick was pitting, and instantly it went through his mind. He's trying to leapfrog me. I've got to get to pit road. And th- I honestly think that's all that happened. Yeah, and I mean, it's hot in that car. Like, that was a hot race. It's a long race. Like, maybe Reddick wasn't exactly sure where he was. Like, because if you're, you know, close to Harvick, you might think, okay, I, I have time. But, yeah. Yeah, so basically what you're saying is he was dehydrated to the point where he was not functioning properly. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> but, like, I, that's... it was dumb, but it was also dumb luck, because luck would have worked Oh, yeah, before. yeah, yeah, it panned out, but it, it was yeah. it was a stupid move. I mean, it wasn't yeah, the dumbest move of the night, but we'll get to that. Because <sighs> you also, like, diabolically, like, to think about, like, okay, the next time Kevin Harvick is almost going to the pit, <laughs> I'm going to throw on my brakes and hopefully cause a caution that gets him a penalty and takes him out of this. Like, right. when you think about it that way, it's yeah. pretty... Yeah, yeah, I don't... I don't. Like, this is the first time we're talking about this. Like, this rule doesn't affect NASCAR on a weekly basis. You no. know what I mean? Right. If it did, it would be changed. But, like, this is the first time we've really seen it, like, 
whoa, that was unfair, but it's as the rules written. But at the same point, percent of the time. At the same point, I have seen this type of thing happen before, and the car doesn't get serviced. That's the other thing yeah. I do not understand. I never will understand why they ended up pitting that car. Yeah, like you're going to lose what six, seven spots, or you go at and most. Take, take the penalty and you're at the back. Like they just gave. <laughs> oh, just now, one second, a word guys. From this is Kevin Harvick's calling to let me know why they pit it. Just one sec. Yeah, you don't know either. Okay, thanks. He doesn't know. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was it was a horrible call, and it could honestly cost them a chance. Speaking of horrible calls. <laughs> I knew, I knew. Evan, you should have seen his face. For those of listeners, Evan was like, I cannot believe she just did that. Wait, did you? You didn't plan that, did you? I actually tried to do it before I had it all ready to go, but then you guys moved on. Ah. <laughs> so then I had to pull it up again real quick. So what you're saying is I don't have to edit it out, so we're doing good. I'm fine. No, I'm fine. no, that... I 100% did that. Oh, that was diabolical. <laughs> or stupid. One or the other. Yeah. All right. Questionable call, especially in a contract year. Right. Yeah. That might cost you the playoffs, merely. All right. All right, guys. Let's move on. Sure. Uh, it was the tale of two Toyota teams Sunday night as 23-11, and both teams finished in the top seven. Had 2311 had. Oh, that makes way more sense. Okay, let's pretend you edited that out, and we won't because I'm fine. I'm always the embarrassment. I'll just start over for everybody. Not just on the podcast, to be clear. (laughs) In life in general. (laughs) If I hadn't been paying tonight, he wouldn't have been OD with me. (laughs) Oh, that's true. All right. It was the tale of two Toyota teams Sunday night as 2311 had both teams finish in the top seven, whereas the best JGR team was Truex in 18th. Was this simply a result of adversity affecting JGR as Hamlin, Gibbs, and Bell were all involved in incidents, or did they miss the mark? Evan, hit me up. Uh, I think, I, I mean, typical Truex fashion. He didn't even have trouble and he just sucked. Um, but no, I'm just kidding. I just... Donnie's had so many opportunities to to lord him over me this year. Um, the reality is, I, I don't think twenty three eleven was necessarily that much faster than JGR. I honestly just believe that Truex qualified horribly, and his team never got him any track position. Um, you know that car was probably better than it finished, if we're being honest. Um, and he runs he runs well everywhere, um, and at Darlington included in that list. Whereas the other three JGR teams, they all had issues. Hamlin was involved in a wreck. Uh, Hamlin also had a penalty, did he not? Um, yeah. Bell had a penalty and missed his pit box and had a wreck, and <laughs> the list continues. Uh, and then, you know, Gibbs, uh, I don't remember what happened to Gibbs. Gibbs is in the playoffs, so it's like I didn't really pay much attention to him. I know, but I forget what happened. I feel like something went down. Yeah. Man. Eh, Well, so be it, I guess. He has Christopher Bell's old crew. We'll just call it that's what happened. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But, yeah. Uh, For me, like, I feel like Truex just had the worst carrot of all of them. And the fact that he finished first, like, just showed... What a bad night that was for Toyota. Yeah. Like, I know he qualified bad, but I just expected him to drive through the field like he always does and be right back up there. But, like, they just had no momentum going. 
he just never seemed comfortable in the car all night. And yeah, the fact that that was their best finishing for JGR, it just goes to show what a bad night that was. But props for 23-11. Like, you have Bubba starting 16th, and now he's a point away from being locked in in the next round. And we're headed into Kansas where he always runs well. Right. Like, you couldn't have things going better right now for uh, 23-11. So, yeah. Yeah, and to be honest, this was kind of the the race in this round where I was like, huh, it'll be interesting to see how Bubba does here. Uh, yeah. I think I think he'll do fantastic at Kansas, um, and there's a very good chance he'll run well at Bristol. He's not a bad short track racer, uh, but I think what hurt hurt Truex is you know anytime someone went to go by him, he'd block once, but he wouldn't block twice, right? And, and that's uh, <laughs> you always got to block twice. <laughs> always got to block twice. Yeah, nothing bad comes of that. <laughs> I don't want to talk about Again. it. But... Yeah. All right, we'll move on. We'll... All right. Let's talk about your standout of the week. Who's hitting? Who's going first? Uh, I'll start us off. Mine was okay. uh, Dalton Leonard. And, and who was Dalton asked, Leonard? Exactly. Everyone asking that. Uh, the rear tire changer for the 17 car, Chris Busher. <laughs> Boucher. Uh, so, Boucher, yeah. No, wait, so, wait, wait. It's Dalton Leonard. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, uh, the gas. Gas man, you know, is filling up, pulls the jug out. Gas always spills as it does. And so uh, Dalton put the gun on the car. It didn't go. Spark went. Whole thing goes up in flames. And instead of running away and jumping the wall like I would, Buddy sits there in the flames for the next three to four seconds, makes sure the tire's on, and Busher goes out without even missing a beat. So props to that guy. I mean, the fire suit probably helps a little in that decision. Yeah, but I mean... But still. I don't yeah. think you process it as, I got a fire suit on, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I think the interesting part there is Donnie thinks he would jump over the wall. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would probably be on fire. He would he would run, hop, and kind of like trip and roll over the wall. But <laughs> Well, to be fair, stop, drop, and roll is what you do with fire. Yeah, so. Right. <laughs> yeah. He just... Paying attention. I'm not clumsy. I'm proficient. <laughs> I make it one motion. It's a drop roll. Uh, yeah. All right, Ev, what's your stand? Oh. No, that, yeah, that's where I'm heading. Um, my standard of the week, as much as I hate to do this, is none other than Alex Bowman. Um, you know, you look at that situation, and either one of them could have avoided the final wreck. You know, Suarez could have let out. But the reality is Bowman put them in that situation. And um, as much as I'm a pretty hardcore Bowman guy, um, I don't know. We talked what? We talked about desperation early in the year when it came to Ricky Stenhouse and how we noticed he drove different, you know, now that he wasn't desperate because he had that Daytona 500 win in the bank. And uh, this, to me, screams of exactly what we've seen from Ricky Stenhouse over the years in those desperate maneuvers trying to make something happen. And I get that Alex Bowman wants, you know, top fives and wins and things like that this year just to kind of cap off the year and build some momentum for next year. This isn't the way to do it. Um, you know, had a super fast car, actually was two laps down in 28th at one point. And worked his way back up, was running, I believe, 6th or 7th. Had a very fast car, especially on long runs. 
and um, you know, kind of kind of threw it away there at the end. And and you know, you can say Suarez could have let out all you want, but if you don't let him get to that position, uh, you know, if you don't force that issue, you live to fight another day under your own under your own uh, volition. So that's uh, unfortunately where I'm going to put mine this week. Can't argue with you on that, man. I know. I'm going to cut your break. I'm not even going to comment too much on it. Appreciate it. I'm just proud that you admitted it. Devastated. (laughs) It was pretty ridiculous, though. I did see that part, too. Yeah. No offense. All right. Well, that wraps up Darlington and after the checkers. So now, folks, we are headed to before the green. And we're going to take a look at where we are headed, which is Kansas. And tell me all about it, Evan. Yeah, uh, so we are heading back to Kansas for the second time this season. Uh, we last like raced... those red shoes. <laughs> Sorry. What? Shut up, Toto. What is that? It's a click. From Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. Click together your red shoes. We're off to Kansas. Kansas, no? Off to I Kansas. I want to go home. I want to go home. I want to I go, home. go home. We're headed back to Kansas for the second time this season. Okay. Uh, no, so we last raced here in May. Uh, now, this is a one-and-a-half-mile D-shaped oval. Uh, you will see this type of track all over the NASCAR circuit. Uh, but this has progressive banking in the corner. So from 17 degrees at the bottom of the track, uh, it actually changes in banking and ends with 20 degrees at the top. So this provides all kinds of different racing lines, and we'll see people run the top. We'll see people run the middle all the way down to the bottom, and we may even some, see some switch lines from the from the first turn into the third turn. Um, and uh, a lot of this type of racing here becomes about getting in front of the guy behind you and removing his air, and it's going to be an interesting and exciting race. Okay, before Donnie continues with, the di- with information, I just want to clarify, there's a capital D-shaped oval. <laughs> Oh, no, now we're at the end of the D. Where do we go? Oh, okay. Go ahead, Don. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, so we raced back here in May at the Capital D. And the Capital D for Denny Hamlin came home with the victory that day. And that was his first on the season and fourth at that track. And the top... 10 for that day also included uh, two non-playoff drivers, Chase Elliott and Austin Dillon. So we can expect to see much more of the same this time around, probably. And as we head to the second race of the playoffs, the cutoff line is extremely tight right now. Bubba Wallace, Kevin Harvick, uh, Stenhouse Jr., all being within four points at 12th place, Christopher Bell. So there are a lot of mishaps in race one, which will uh, have this whole race tighten up a ton. But many of those teams have potential to pull it back together for this week. So be interested to see what teams can do that. And yeah, we'll have a bigger picture for sure by the end of this race of how things are going to look. True enough. Well, so far, everyone except Evan has their playoff four elimination picks still intact. (laughs) Of course, Evan, who has been losing points with, you know, lose at this. Um, He had Kyle Larson in his four picks and Larson won guaranteeing himself a, a round of 12 appearance. You so, know, I, want... I've never been so excited to know that Corey wasn't here tonight. Right. <laughs> uh, he, he, yeah, he's a, he's a Larson fan. And he definitely told us last week that we were crazy <clears throat> or told me yeah. last week. 
To be fair, this never would have happened if I hadn't have let Donnie pick his his first four out first last week. Because <laughs> I had the exact same first four, and I just swapped chat. You can go back and listen. I just swapped Chastain out for Larson, but here I am. I made the boneheaded move. Apparently, I should have picked Logano. I'm really, I'm really holding out that the the two or three that you guys all chose um, stay in, so that you're all pretty wrong. <laughs> I don't, I don't see Stenhouse. <laughs> no, <laughs> any of the other three, I'm like, oh, there's a path there, I suppose. But, yeah. 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 I, I don't think we'll see McDowell unless something really changes here in the next couple of weeks. But yeah, no, he he had a bad his, run. Yeah. Well. Let's give Evan some victory as well. He earns all the points given for the week. He has not gained ground on Donnie since the Richmond race, and this week he will earn two SE picks as his picks of William Byron, 4th, and Joey Logano, 12th, beat Donnie's picks of Martin Truex Jr., the 18th, and Denny Hamlin, 25th. The standings are now at 36-28 to 28 for Donnie, heading into Kansas. So, Donnie, you get to pick first this week after picking up the first... Pick curse from Evan, supposedly. That's what Evan says. <laughs> well, even a broke clock's right twice a day, so I mean, it was bound to happen. Uh, but I'm going to go back to, yeah, what's kept me here all season, what's got me this lead, and I'm going to pick one, Denny Hamlin. Oh, that is not where I thought you were going when you said that. Oh. Me either. Started fighting Druick Jr. All right, Ev. Uh, I'm going to go to the same type of camp as Donnie. I'm um, going to pick from the team that was a little more successful last week. We're going to go Bubba Wallace. Bubba. Defending oh, winner there from the fall last year. So, Except this All year right. he's in the playoffs, so, you know, that's nice. Uh, so I messed you up, didn't I? No, he was my okay. third pick. He was my third pick. Uh, I'm going to go Martin Truex Jr. And Shocked. But here's the thing, like, it's not, it's more that he needs to, like, he really needs to run good here, because after, you know, this past weekend, like, you don't want to lose momentum, you don't want to lose the buffer that you had, but I mean, like, another bad run here, you're down ninth, 10th place, heading into the round at 12, like, yeah, they really, Toyota's got to pull it back together, both him and Denny really need to have a strong show. Uh, Christopher Bell needs to show up, but I mean, I, I'm for the first time this season, I'm starting to think we could see some JGR guys out early. Well, yeah, it's I just, I mean, we'll let we'll let Martin and Denny know that because you picked them, they should do better this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully, man, for your sake. Where did you go for supper tonight? Honestly, I'm. You have no idea. Today I've been since nine o'clock this morning. I get home at eight forty-five, maybe. Sat down for a few minutes and then headed into this. Like it's been nonstop. So I'm just a little crazy. <laughs> Forgive me. Sorry. Is, is this a therapy session or do I get to make my second pick? <laughs> Sorry, make your second pick, okay. Bowman. What? I'm just guessing. Who are you going with? It's actually annoying because I was tempted to. Um. He does have a top five and two top tens in the last three races here. Uh, well, yeah, it's not enough, Ev. Sorry, three out of the last four races because he didn't race here in the spring. However, I am going to go out on a little bit of a limb. Uh, I don't know if I've ever picked this driver this year. 
Uh, Ross Chastain. You have a miss in the playoffs. Or... No, he doesn't. No, you you do. Oh, okay, right. You kept him. So you want Larson. Yeah, and he showed speed last week. What did he get? Top five? He was up there. He might not have been top five, but he was he was up there. And, uh, you know, in he's got three top tens in the last four races here. I like the pick because if Truex can't do better than Chastain, then I got bigger problems than our points race. You do have bigger problems than our points race, but I don't think that's necessarily going to tell you what they are. <laughs> All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, I was really feeling the pressure last week, you know, 10 points differential. It's amazing how much better it feels to only be eight points away. Yeah. Like, honestly, uh, my goal was to get to 40 before you even got into 30. Yeah. Well, you still might. You still could. You know. But uh, I, I can't find, I don't have the standings in front of me. But, like, I feel like Truex finished dead last in Kansas in the spring. Well, I can tell you. No, he, no, because in the last, in the last four races, he has not finished outside of the top ten. What? At Kansas. At Kansas. Oh, at Kansas he hasn't? Okay. Yeah. So. Was it Bell? He finished eighth here. Okay. Uh, so let's, well, let's, let's go back to last year's race here. Uh, no, I'm talking about the spring. Sorry. That's what I meant. Um, okay. yeah, it was Christopher Bell. Christopher Bell was dead last. Yeah. And, and Kyle okay. Busch was second last. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So next week, I feel like last year, Truex was dead last at that race. And like, that's why I'm like, man, like we've had some bad showings at these tracks with JGR guys. So we really need to get it going. Well, I guess we'll have to leave that conversation for next week. I'm just disappointed because you told me, you told me that you were going to get the headline out of the way a couple weeks back, and your first pick for the next two weeks was going to be Martin Truex Jr. And you lied to me, Donnie. You picked Denny <laughs> Hamlin as your first pick this week. Well, I knew you were going to take Truex. So, oh, I mean, would you pick a guy who drove like that last week? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess, obviously. Yeah, the proof is in the pudding, so to speak, on this one. Yeah. All right, Marley. points. Oh, I've checked the points. Probably 34 of those 36 are from Martin, so. <laughs> yeah. If it ain't broke. <laughs> uh, all right, Marley. Oh, we're doing this? Yes, we're doing Okay. Hey guys, we have an audio message for you to listen to. Just so they know what's going on. That would be important. <laughs> well, I was waiting for you to say any. Uh, that's why I said, okay, Marilee. Oh, I it's, thought you were just like, okay, we're going to play this. No, I was expecting you to, uh, you know, do your job as part of this podcast team. I keep trying to prove to you that I shouldn't be part of it. And for some reason, you're not picking up these terrible messages. <laughs> oh, no, I, I've, I've picked it up. I just... <laughs> <laughs> All right, play the audio message. All right.
well, so that's... Is that Kevin Stallbaum? That that's was Kevin, Kevin. Stallbaum. Uh, a boy, buddy. We have this made... This is what I love. We have made more NASCAR fans on PEI than NASCAR themselves. <laughs> that is awesome. What I love is, like, Kevin is so obsessed with me on this podcast. Like, he calls in about me not drawing myself so he can look at me. He calls in about me not doing the in-between so he can listen to me. And, like, I just appreciate a true fan in Kevin. Um, I think it's that Jeff Gordon s- mustache you got going. <laughs> well, not not to have a poor segue, but to address the elephant in the room. Um, <laughs> hey, that's not nice. <laughs> 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 wow <laughs> I might be the elephant in this room but you're the elephant in yours <laughs> yeah that's fine um, but yeah um, with the um, the reality is uh, bringing Corey into the fold here a little bit and uh, and whatnot has really changed the dynamic um, as well as you know, there's been a, an increased workload um, and a, a bit more to cover as we get into the playoffs and things like that. So uh, we haven't done the in-between the last few weeks. That doesn't mean it's gone. Um, it doesn't mean it's over. Uh, just we haven't done it for the last couple of weeks. We do plan to finish it up for the rest of the year. And uh, we'll reevaluate everything in the offseason, of course, based upon how things are looking. But, um, but yeah, uh, it's it's not gone. It just hasn't been for the last three weeks now, I think. This week, uh, we're not going to be doing any in between this week either. But uh, uh, I'm glad you enjoy that segment, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. Have to bring it back for him. Were you guys waiting Thanks for, for him being to my respond? Fan. No, I actually I don't know if Donnie remembers this, but wasn't the statement "elephant in the room" what got us in trouble that time in college when we were sitting together in the funeral planning session? <laughs> you might be right. With that guy from Texas, I'm pretty oh, sure yeah. it was that statement that destroyed, that got us in trouble. Yeah, and then I went home, ready to quit. <laughs> and then a few the months time. later, he did. No, I, I stuck it yeah. out. No, that was for sure. But I'm pretty sure, and what's funny is I don't think I'd heard that statement before college, which is crazy. Really? When really? I think of like, yeah, like I don't remember really hearing that, but for whatever reason, that really struck us funny or whatever. It's but like you'd been in a lot of rooms before college. Shut up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's huh. move on to Corey's question of the week. Talking about PEI, boys, you just got me all excited. Let's talk about Corey. I'm sorry, Sarah. That was just a joke. <laughs> wow. Let's talk about Corey's question of the week. Are you ready for it? Oh, yeah, we're waiting. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, you flirt when? over the airwaves <laughs> with know. a married man. <laughs> no, so let's just wait a little, interested. like, three more minutes in this awkwardness. Yeah. <laughs> Basking in it. Oh, my gosh. Fire me, guys. Okay, when did the current playoff Thank format you. begin and why? <laughs> Uh, it began in 2014 because, once again, Jimmy Johnson was dominating the scene and he had to be stopped. That's my take. Had to be wow. stopped. Uh, and he was for like three years. A true X fan would say. <laughs> for how many years? For three. Oh, I think he said for six. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> he, he won a championship three years later and then fell off the face of the earth, essentially, for <laughs> four years. Um, but yeah. now we're tied over to next year, so it'll we'll all be good again. 
And so I know we didn't talk about the situation uh, when it occurred, and I'm not going to bring it up now, but um, Jimmy's personal life, it, it, there was rumors the other week that um, he had decided he was basically essentially done racing period and just going to spend time with his family and stuff like that uh, and focus on the race team. Um, and I'm going to be honest with you. I'm okay with it. You know, Jimmy is not the Jimmy Johnson that we grew up watching and dominating and all that. Um, I don't think in the equipment that they have right now, he has even a remote chance of winning uh, or even performing well, to be honest with you. Um, so I'm okay with it. But Jimmy Johnson is still racing. Yeah, he was running the part-time schedule this year, and he was supposed to run Coda next year. But or sorry, he did run yeah. Coda, but he was supposed to run Chicago. Um, did he run Daytona? Like yeah, crazy he did. To think that? No, he did does run he... Daytona. Won the duels. Does he won not own it? Not won the duels. Sorry, but like got in. Like... Yeah. Okay. I was gonna yeah. say. I don't yeah. think so. No. no. Sorry. That would have been a bigger does... story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does he not own cars now? Yeah. yeah. And like Evan yeah. said, like, he's the guy like has a legacy bigger than any driver, like five championships in a row, seven all time. Like he's one of the greatest to ever do it. Uh, you know, maybe step away from the car and focus now on the ownership side of things. Like you got nothing left to prove. But I know when you're a champion like that, you want to go out on a high note. And it just seems like, his luck has completely changed. Like it's just one hit after another. And yeah. Yeah. I, I, think, I wouldn't be disappointed to not see him race again. But. Right. Like you look back on uh, like Richard Petty, for example, I believe it was eight years from the time he won his last race until he retired. Like it was a very, very long stretch of time. And this was a guy who won 200 races in his career. Right, yeah. and uh, I don't care what you say that that diminishes your legacy a lot. Yeah, you know that's does. not to take away from what you accomplished, but it gives you a wider view to now fit all the same same accomplishments in, right? Yeah, and then, you know, like if Jimmy would have went to Indy and like blew up the Indy car scene, but like he just you know he's off his step now. You know, yeah. age catches up. You're not as sharp. Like, it's just, yeah. He would have been better off to go to Indy before he lost that step, I think. Because I don't think... Yeah. I don't think you can get into... Like, I think an Indy car is harder to get into when you don't have that full self-confidence in yourself that you can do it. Yeah. Just because there's that much more danger present. Right? Well, guys, um, I also kind of want to tag on another question here, if that's okay. Yeah. I'm not Corey, but... Merely's question like of the meek. <laughs> yeah. I'm the one with the dumb stuff tonight. That was a dumb statement. <laughs> you want, do, you want, do you want me to edit out a highlight reel for you? <laughs> oh, no, that's okay. <laughs> Every mistake <Hi>. you make. <laughs> <laughs> That was funny. All right. Is you, is this your favorite points format, or do you prefer another? 100% it's been my favorite. Like, it just makes this so much more interesting. Like, I just, when you can know who your champion is, five races left in the season, it's just like, uh, what's the point of watching these next four? I'll just catch the last one and watch him get his trophy. But every week, like, 
yeah. It, it just it feels more sport-like, you know what I mean? You get that Cinderella run where the 16th guy just takes off and comes through the field. It just, yeah. Like I'll Chris Buescher's going to do? Like Exactly, though. I mean, yeah. uh, 2014, Ryan Newman was running for a championship. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that was yeah. exciting. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, the guy had no wins on the season, didn't even have a pole, and just good luck and good runs. Yeah. I, Nothing says sports like a Cinderella. I will say, so the purist in me screams that, like, you should be rewarded for the body of your work over the season. But if you're looking at this from a what is going to keep me glued to the TV week in, week out, every race, uh, it, it, it hands down is this format. I mean, I'm not saying that they don't come up with something better in the future. Maybe they do. Uh, but I, I, this is... To me, this is the most exciting that we've ever had in the last 10 races. And, you know, um, I, I like the only thing stories. I would maybe change would be like that your top four and points should be locked in. Like, I still like I had that sick feeling that Truex finished fourth last year and missed the playoffs. Like, I get the win and you're in, but man, like, there should be some. Like, yeah. So, if it was Bowman who was fourth. Would you yeah. feel the same way, Donnie? Yeah, hundred percent. Like I feel like your top four should be locked in. Like if you're that consistent, then like I don't think a guy like Stenhouse winning should bump you out. But I mean, at the same time, it, it's exciting. So yeah. Um, if this had been a week ago, I probably would have agreed with you. Um, but the reality. So I was listening. I listened to Door Bumper Clear quite a bit, and they had Chris Rice on there. Um, who is basically the president of Colleague Racing. And he said, and I kind of agree with him, he said that the, I believe he used the, the Chiefs as, a, as an example. He said the Kansas City Chiefs cannot win the, um, or can't even make it to the playoffs without winning a game. And so he said, in my opinion, regardless of how many there are, this sport is about winning. And he said, winners should make it in, and that should be it. And he said, if that means there's four guys, then there's four guys. Now, I, you know, to me, and that's all paraphrased, but that is, you know, what the spirit of what he said was. Now, to me, I, I think that makes it very difficult to have a, uh, like a steady format in the sense that, like, right now, we know how many is going to get eliminated in three weeks, and it's going to be the exact same until they change the format, right? We don't have to relearn the process every year. Whereas, you know, if you have a different number of drivers, well, then by rights, there's a different number of people that win. The only change I would make is that I don't know if I would make it a winner-take-all last race. Yeah. Like, I might I might expand that to three. I think I would rather see, you know, the first two rounds be two races each and then three and three or something along those lines. Uh, but, or at least make the track a little more representative of what we normally race like make it a mile and a half a good mile and a half but a mile and a half make it kansas you know i think we need to do new hampshire in november make it real interesting (laughs) the race has been postponed until next july (laughs) we're gonna start 2024 before we know who won 2023 they also they do recognize the like regular season winner as well right so yeah, yeah, who was that at this least, year? 
Martin Truex Jr. Oh, thank you. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Oh, everybody's shocked. Merely knew. No, I don't. I remember. How in the world could we be shocked? The lad hasn't shut up about Martin Truex all year. Yeah, I know, but I was asking questions earlier we talked about. But yeah, Evan actually, tried to block me from doing it, but yeah, he's not great when it comes to I tried to, to block blocking. you twice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, at least that's also recognized for their work throughout the season. Like, right? Yeah. yeah. And how, can you tell me, like, how often would that person with the most points not have won one race? Like, that's, is that even possible? Oh, yeah. It's definitely possible. Yeah, possible, but. And that's the thing, like that one, if you're the first place driver, you're in no matter what. Right. Like, even if you don't win. So I like, and to answer your question too, like I said, of course I would. Like with the whole Bowman thing now, uh, if it was like, no, you, you were right. Like if this happened and it was Bowman instead of Truex, it wouldn't have really crossed my mind that like the top four should be in. Right. But like now that I have that on my head, like, if it happened to Bowman, I'd still be like, yeah, it's kind of dirty that he's not in there. But it, it was it definitely been him true. first. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. I just really like to, you know, ask those hard-hitting questions. <laughs> For so, yeah. sure. I'm actually of the opinion that Martin Truex has been in one playoff series that he shouldn't have been in. Which is? Oh, 2013 when he... Oh, okay. Uh, when, yeah. when when his team manipulated the race for him to get in, and then they added Jeff Gordon. They should have just removed Truex, and Jeff Gordon would have been in like he should have been. Yeah. Actually, I wanted to say something about Jeff Gordon when we were talking about um, Jimmy Johnson, but I didn't yeah. get a chance that time. I actually think Gordon is kind of – like he's – I felt – and I mean I actually don't know that much about NASCAR. I felt like he retired really young but probably almost like just past the peak of his career and like get into other things and really like pushed his NASCAR career past the driving. Whereas like Jimmy seems like he's really pushing the driving past, like to kind of like end his career almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. A hundred percent. I don't know if that makes Gordon, sense. Gordon went out finishing second place on the season. Right. Like, and I mean, most guys would be like, wow, I still got it. I was second. I was that close. Right. I'm coming back. Like, and that's like I said to Evan before, like, Gordon's been his guy. I was Jimmy. Like, I hated right. Gordon, but like, looking I back hated on Jimmy. his body, right? And I just, I regret not being a fan of Gordon. Like, the guy was class. He knew when to call it quits. And he didn't win, but he went out on top. Like, no one looks right. at that season and thinks, oh, Jeff was garbage. Like, yeah, if you, right. yeah, he did it right. It's actually, if you're going to pick one guy, that's the guy that did it. Or Dale Jr. Like, yeah, Dale comes back, does the odd race, and is always competitive, but it's just having fun, too. Right. And if you're not having right. fun running and you're not running full time, then don't be running. And right. I, will, I will say, like, I know Jeff didn't win that last race, didn't win that last championship. Um, but, you know, it was only two races before. You know, he literally did leave on an extreme high note. Um, and I don't care who you are. If you were a fan of the sport in 2015, when when he jumped up on top of that car, you know, both fists in the air, and then came down and yelled, I believe it was Marty Snyder that was interviewing him, and, you know, and, and screams, you know, we're going to Homestead. And you knew he still had that hunger to win that fifth championship. That, yeah. that like, of all... <sighs> Does he only have four? Yeah, that fifth Why one. Why did I think he had five? Because 
since 2001, everyone had him penciled in for a fifth one, because why wouldn't you? And 15 seasons, uh, or 14 seasons, of, of so many close races, you know, and so many opportunities where he should have got it. I think it was like, oh, 70 should have won it. 2012, he probably should have won it. You know, great seasons uh, with great crew chiefs and great teams, you know, like Steve Letard, Alan Gustafson, great people in his career. Yeah. And uh, they just never quite got it done for that fifth one. Some of that is Jimmy Johnson's own responsibility, which, <laughs> you know, I, I think looking back, does Jeff look at it and go, maybe I, you know, I made my own bed. I got lying it. I don't think so. I think he looks at it and goes, man, I lined my pockets with some big coin. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? Being co-owner of that car. But uh, yeah, I don't think, I don't think there was anyone that was disappointed when they saw Jeff come jump out of that car in Martinsville, having won the race. And, you know, it's, uh, I, I honestly think Kyle Busch won the championship that year after missing the first third of the season or whatever it was. And uh, a lot of people give Kyle a lot of uh, a lot of flack for that because he didn't race the full season. And I honestly think he probably wouldn't get as much of it if Jeff Gordon hadn't been in that final four in his last year. I think I think people kind of hold that against Kyle somehow as if he robbed him of that championship. And I don't really think that's fair to Kyle. But I mean, look at Chase Elliott, look at Alex Bowman. You know what I mean? Both had injuries chase had the same injury kyle had and they just couldn't find a competitive edge this season yeah like the fact that kyle got back in that car won on the run he did and won the championship like that and that's honestly like i feel like it takes away from what kyle actually did yes because people want to blame him for gordon not winning but man what an incredible season bush had that year oh 100 percent. it's just like why couldn't it have been the year after Right. And like, let, let's call a spade. Well, then Jimmy wouldn't have won a seven either. So don't forget that. But um, the reality is here too, you know, if, um, if, if Chase Elliott comes back and performed the way Kyle Busch was, they probably did have a car at one point or another that could have won a race. But yeah, you know, there was Coke 600, maybe Coke 600 Nashville the next week or gateway wherever yeah. it was. All right, guys, I don't want to be like, hey, let's stop this discussion that I started. Sounds like you're um, getting but I think we should wrap it up because we're quite a few minutes in, almost an hour. And I think we should save the history lesson for maybe an off-season discussion. You never know. You just never know. We should come up with something for the off-season. You never know, guys. What would you like to hear? You can always <laughs> let us know. I want to hear the in-between every week (laughs) (laughs) you can't have that (laughs) all right why don't you wrap this up and take us out of here absolutely well thank you so much everybody for listening uh thank you specifically to kevin for sending in that message really appreciate everyone who reaches out that way uh you are also welcome to do the same by heading over to anchor.fm slash before the green and you can leave your own message right there as well uh this week was great we really appreciated having you all listen really look forward to being back with you again next week Maybe we'll see Corey back in the studio again next week. You just never know. Uh, In the meantime, make sure you like, follow, and subscribe all of our social media pages as well as wherever you get podcasts. Later, everybody. Bye-bye. See ya.